0: CHAPTER 35 OF THE WITNESS BY GRACE LIVINGSTON HILL THIS LIBRIVOX RECORDING IS IN THE PUBLIC DOMAIN Dear Bonnie Rose, she read, and smiled tenderly. He was always getting her a new name. I've been to see Tennelly at last, and he's great. What do you think? He's not only coming to the wedding, but he's asked if I will let him be best man, unless I'd rather have Pat. I told Pat, and you ought to have heard him roar. Fat chance me best man with you two fellows around he said father and my stepmother will come but please tell mother marshall she needn't worry because they will only stay for the ceremony i know she was a little troubled about my stepmother lest things would seem plain to her bless her dear heart but she needn't at all for she's a kindly soul according to her lights she's not to blame that they're only candle lights instead of sunlight they will come in their private car, which will be dropped off from the morning train and picked up by the night express at the junction. So you see, they'll have to leave for Sloan's station early in the afternoon. But the greatest news of all I heard tonight, Pat brought in as usual. It beats all how he finds out pleasant things. You remember how we wished that Burns hadn't gone to China yet so he could marry us? Well, he's coming back. He's been sent on some errand or other for the government, in company with a Chinaman or two, and he's due in San Francisco a week before the wedding. I've sent a wireless to ask him to stop over and take part in the ceremony. I was sure this would meet with your approval. Of course, we'll ask your minister out there to assist. You don't know how this pleases me." there's only one of the professors i'd have cared to ask and he's with his wife who is very ill at a sanitarium it seems somehow as if burns belonged to us doesn't it dear i stood tonight on the steps of the church and looked at a ray of the setting sun that was slanting between buildings and laying a finger of gold on the old dirty windows across the street till they blazed into sudden glory as i looked the houses faded away as they do in a moving picture and gradually melted into a great open space that stretched a whole big block all clear and green with thick velvety grass there were trees in the space a lot of them and hammocks under some of them with little children playing about at the farthest end there were tennis courts and a baseball diamond and who do you think i saw teaching some boys to pitch but pat on the other side of the street a big old warehouse had been converted into a gymnasium with a swimming pool all around that block there were model tenements with thousands of windows and light and air and cheerfulness there were flowers in little beds between the curbing and the pavement that the children could water and cultivate and pick there was a fountain of filtered water in the center of the green and a drinking fountain at each corner of the block but there wasn't a saloon in sight i looked around to my right and the old stone house with its grimy face that belonged there had changed into a beautiful home with vines and flowers there were windows everywhere jutting out with delightful unexpectedness and just lovely green grass and more trees all the way to the corner on the left the old foundry had been cleansed and transformed and had become a hospital belonging to the church i couldn't help thinking right then and there what a grand doctor tennelly would have made if he only hadn't been an aristocrat the hospital was all white and there was an ambulance belonging to it and nurses who worked not only for money but for the love of christ there wasn't a doctor in it who didn't know what the presence of god meant or couldn't point the way to be saved to a dying sinner back of the church block in place of the old shackly factories there was one great model factory with the best modern equipment and the eight-hour system in full swing no little children working for a scanty living no tired girls and women standing all day long no foreman that did not have a love for humanity in his soul and some kind of an idea what it was to have the presence of the living god in a factory i went back to the big stone house and discovered there was a great big living room with a grand piano at one end and a stone fireplace large enough for logs a wide staircase led up to a gallery where many rooms opened off rooms enough for every one we wanted AND A BIG SPECIAL ONE FOR FATHER AND MOTHER MARSHALL, WINTERS, OPENING OFF IN A SUITE, SO THAT THEY COULD BE TO THEMSELVES WHEN THEY GOT TIRED OF US ALL. OF COURSE, IN SUMMERS THEY MIGHT WANT TO GO HOME SOMETIMES, AND TAKE US ALL WITH THEM, OR MAYBE RUN DOWN TO THE SHORE WITH US IN AN OFF YEAR NOW AND THEN. BREAK THE NEWS TO THEM GENTLY, DARLING, FOR I'VE SET MY HEART ON THAT HOUSE JUST AS I SAW IT, AND I HOPE THEY WON'T OBJECT there were other rooms but they were vague because i saw that you must have the key to them all yet and i must wait till you come to look into them then i heard sweet sounds from the church and turning i went in some one was playing the organ high up in the dusky shadows of the gallery and i knew it was you bonnie rose my darling so i knelt in a pew and listened with the presence standing there between us and as I knelt another vision came to me, a vision of the past. I remembered the days when I did not know God, when I sneered and argued and did all I could in my young and conceited way against Him. I remembered, too, the time He came to me in my illness, and I began to believe. And the day I read that verse marked in Stephen's Bible, He that believeth on the Son of God hath the witness in himself i suddenly realized that that had been made true to me i have the witness in my own heart that christ is the son of god my saviour that his presence is on earth and manifest to me at many times no seeming variance of science no quibble of the intellect can ever disturb this faith on which my soul rests it is more than a conviction it is a perfect satisfaction i know I may not be able to explain all mysteries, but I can never doubt again, because I know. The more I meet with modern skepticism, the more I am convinced that that is the only answer to it all. He that doeth his will shall know of the doctrine, and that promise is fulfilled to all who have the will to believe. All this came to me quite clearly as I knelt in the church in the sunset. While you were playing, was it Rock of Ages? and a ray of the setting sun stole through the old yellow glass of the window in the organ-loft and lay on your hair like a crown my bonny darling my heart overflowed with gratitude at the great way life has opened up to me that i the least of his servants should be honored by the love of this pearl of women there was more of that letter and bonnie sat long on the stump reading and rereading with her face aglow of wonder and joy but at last she got up and went to the house bounding into the dining-room where mother and father marshall were pretending to be busy about a lamp that didn't work right down she sat with her letter and read it at least as much as we have read to the two sad old dears who were trying so hard to get ready for loneliness but after that there was no more sadness in that house no more tears nor wistful looks Father whistled everywhere he went, till mother told him he was like a boy again. Mother sang about her work whenever she was alone, for why should they be sad any more? There were good times still going in the world, and they were in them. "'Father,' whispered mother softly that night, when she was supposed to be well on her way towards slumber, "'do you suppose the Lord heard us grumbling this afternoon, and sent that letter to make us ashamed of ourselves?' no said father tenderly i think he just smiled to think what a big surprise he had ready for us it doesn't pay to doubt god it really doesn't end of chapter thirty five recording by scarlett louisiana